Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 2021 Masters DraftKings Picks Show. Here with Glenn Goodman, we're previewing the Daily Fantasy slate for the Masters this week. What a great week we got this week. We got the College Basketball National Championship tonight, very anticipated championship between Gonzaga and Baylor, and then we cap off our week with the Masters. Feels like we were just there four months ago. Yeah, Dylan, great week. Got a big game tonight, and then the Masters Thursday through Sunday. We got baseball back. Uh, felt like we were just here in November for the Masters. Obviously, due to COVID, they pushed that back. The last one last April was canceled. But now we're back to normal. We get it in the April month where it's when it's supposed to be. So uh will be a great week. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited here to break down the slate, go through each range, talk about the course info. Guys, we like this week. Always great to be back. Um, look, it's the first show we've done since the players, so it's been a month. Uh, we've both been, you know, working on some other stuff. But, you know, great to be back here with golf content, with, you know, talking about the Masters, my favorite tournament of the year, and I'm sure your favorite tournament of the year as well. Uh, but first, before we get started here, just wanted to mention Monkey Knife Fight. Monkey Knife Fight is a great place to play player prop games, whether it's the NBA, whether it's college basketball in the national championship tonight, whether it is the Masters here, PGA, you could play props for each individual day you go into monkey knife fight put in the promo code dude 50 you get a 100 deposit match up to 50 dollars. link in the description below for monkeyknifefight.com promo code dude 50 let's get right into it here uh here today talk about the course info to start out we got augusta national in augusta georgia par 72 7475 yards long course here bent grass and look here's the breakdown in terms of the you know the par threes par fours and par fives Four par uh, as a par seventy two here. Four uh, four par threes, four par fives, and then the par four breakdown. Um, we got a bunch of par fours and a lot of long par fours. Obviously, coming along with this long course. Now, going back to the par threes, not the longest of par threes. Hole four, two hundred forty yards. Hole six, one hundred eighty. Hole twelve, one fifty five. Hole six, one seventy. The par fives, uh, all over five. All you know, pretty pretty long. Uh, at least the first two on the front, pretty long, uh, and then a little bit shorter on the back. Uh, obviously on a par 72, got to take advantage of those par fives, hole two, 575, hole eight, 570, hole 13, 510, hole 15, 530, par four breakdown, one hole from 350 to 400, um, three from 400 to 450, uh, five from 450 to 500, and one 500 plus. So you're really going to have to be dialed in from this long range, uh, long par four range, 450 to 500 this week. Strokes gained par fours are important. Strokes gained par fives are important. What are you looking into this week in terms of stats that are important based on this course breakdown? Yeah, well, of course, um, Augusta National is always – it's one of the longer courses on tour, obviously, um, coming in at over, what, 7,400 yards. But, yeah, got to attack these par fives. Four par fives, um, as you see on Fantasy National, they all have high birdie rates, of course. Um, so really got to attack the par fives. Obviously, Dustin did that in November, ran away with it. So efficient on the par fours also. But I'm really waiting par five scoring. Um, historically speaking, I guess longer hitters maybe do a little well at the Masters. But obviously, you can pick and choose based off that. Um, you can win this week if you lose off the tee after you have a hot putter and extremely hot irons let's say webb in that case loses not so much um with his irons and putting but off the tee you know he's kind of a little bit sketchy um but 
there's way, many different ways to line up build this week. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how we build based off what we like around the green, off the tee. Um, it'll be interesting to break it down. Yeah, I mean, I, I wrote down a ton of stats that I like this week. Obviously, normally I have my model. I actually built two different models this week. You know, I'm usually the one to have that uh, very complex model, but I decided to build one complex one and one simple one this week. But just some stats overall that I think are very important this week. T to green going to be very, very important uh, for sure. Obviously, you could break that down into strokes gain off the tee, approach and around the green, driving distance, as you said, important on a course that's going to be over 7,400 yards. Strokes gained, par fours, 450 to 500, very important. As I said, there are five holes that are from that distance. Strokes gained, par fours, 400 to 450 to a lesser extent, very important. Strokes gained, par fives, important. I like birdie, uh, birdie or better, uh, birdies or better gained this week as well you know obviously you're getting a long course so a lot of par fives uh do like that as well greens and regulation another another stat that's very important this week guys who hit the greens in regulation are guys that are going to succeed in this course um but look you know and the reason the reason being is that the winners they have more in the past at least the winners have more greens and regulations gained than a lot of other players in this field. So that's going to be a very important stat as well. Three putt avoidance. These are some of the toughest greens we will see on tour. Really tough greens. You got to be able to get in, get up, get down in two or one, not three putt. Uh, and then proximity. If you're looking for proximity distances here on a long course, it's going to be 175 to 200, 150 to 175 and 200 plus as you're playing a long course, all those are going to matter a little bit. Um, what, anything else that you're waiting specifically here? You pretty much hit it, hit it pretty uh, pretty well right there, Dylan. Um, you know, I always love birdie or better uh, percentages, um, opportunities gained. How many opportunities are these players getting um, within 15 feet of the hole? Putting is not really factored into that. Um, but, of course, putting is going to matter this week. Uh, you don't get the greens book, so you can't really look at what every, uh, what every putt's going to do to its little bit and gritty stuff. But... Um, Overall, pretty much covered all those those stats right there. So we'll break it down right now. Yeah, let's let's continue to break it down. Um, look, I said I normally have my models. My models are not finalized yet. Something I'm working through early here. I told you I have a complex one and a simple one. I'm thinking around strokes gained off the tee, fifteen uh, percent strokes gained approach, eighteen around the green, eight driving distance, fifteen birdie or better, five greens and reg, eight uh, eight. Uh, par fours, 450 to 507%. Uh, par fours, 400 to 453%. Strokes gained par five, 7%. Uh, proximity, 175 to 205%. Proximity, 200 plus 2%. Proximity, 150, 175, 4%. And then three putt avoidance, 3%. Uh, my more simple model mostly just weights T to green rather than weighting each individual strokes gain category. But that's what I'm thinking in terms of the model right here. But let's get right into it. Let's get right into DraftKings pricing this week, starting with the... 10k range who do you like from the 10k range this week yeah i thought it was pretty fairly priced um obviously we know now that well once DraftKings came out with the pricing um it was before john rom gave birth so congrats to the rom family that's exciting um if his wife was going to a labor even if he had a lead he would have exited the tournament so it's good to get um confirmation that he will be there for four days um so he makes the cut as he probably will um, but I thought the pricing was pretty fair. Uh, obviously Dustin's going to lead the way, uh, 11, five being the defending champion, although he isn't playing that well right now or per his standards, uh, a couple missed cuts in a row or just not missed cuts, just not playing well, um, per his, uh, standards. Rom at 11,000, Bryson at 10, eight, 
which is interesting. He's playing phenomenally. He had the win on Arnold, Arnold Palmer, finished, I think, T3 at the players. Um, what do you call Augusta par 67 in November? It didn't go as expected. Um, he kind of pulls himself all over the golf course in the woods, this, that. Um, but nevertheless, I still finished, still think he finished top 20. Um, and then he got the mid tens with JT at 10, six, which I think is a fairly priced. Also, he's also playing great. Um, but there is a little bit of drawback on JT with his putter and all that stuff. Maybe off the tee is not as good, um, or more streaky than those top three guys that I mentioned. And then Rory and Xander rounded out Rory. Who knows? I mean, he's so hit or miss right now, or at least per Rory's standards, um, just hasn't been getting four rounds together. He even self-admitted the Bryson distance stuff has been getting in his head. He's been changing his swing. Um, I don't know what's going on with that, but look, he's still Rory. He's still finishing top 10 or whatever, every other tournament. So the win's coming. And then Xander rounds it out at 10,000 looking for his really iconic win. Um, that's my first in instincts, my first feelings from th that 10 K range. What do you think, Dylan? Yeah, so I think that right now, first glance, uh, uh, four guys I'm going to stick to this week from this 10K range, Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, Bryson DeChambeau, and Justin Thomas. Don't think I'm going to get to Rory or Xander. Uh, I never end up playing Xander in DFS just because he's, I mean, look, I don't think the win equity is exactly as high as it should be for a 10K guy, something I spoke with on Sal's channel uh, in, in the past. And also, Xander's always just a guy who comes in pretty high ownership generally, so I tend to stay away from him. Rory, the game's really not there, but his course history at Augusta is unbelievable. Um, so it is something to consider, but right now, probably just going to stick to these top four guys. Dustin Johnson, 11-5. John Rahm, 11. Uh, Bryson at 10-8. Justin Thomas at 10-6. If we're looking at my model right now, the one I just read out, Bryson does rank first in my model. Rahm, second. Dustin Johnson, third. And then um, Justin Thomas at ninth. So these guys are all, you know, all up there. Bryson, if you're just looking at these stats that I discussed before, off the tee in his last 24 rounds, first in strokes gained off the tee, second in driving distance, fourth in birdie or betters gain, um, tenth in strokes gained par fours, 450 to 500, first in strokes gained par five, sixth proximity, 175 to 200, second proximity, uh, 200 plus, and then second proximity, 150 to 175. So look, when Bryson's got the irons dialed in as well, I mean, that's a, that's a scary thought. Uh, I really do think this is Bryson's week. I know this is exactly what he said last time. Uh, feels like deja vu all over again, but I am huge on Bryson this week. Um, and honestly, I'm excited about Rom considering, you know, he's looking for that master's win. Uh, looking for that, you know, going to win a major sooner or later, like it's coming soon. Um, and yeah, I, I really do like Rom um, this week as well, ranking high in my model. And Dustin Johnson, the defending champion, how could I not? Justin Thomas as well, uh, just coming off the players win and just really good across the board as well. Yeah, um, I'm a big Bryson guy too. Maybe we'll put a bet in on him. Not sure if I'm going to play him in most out of the 10K range in my DFS lineups, but come back to Rory. Um, I think there's maybe a misconception that he's not playing, that he's playing really bad, or maybe not to Rory's standards. Obviously, he was cut at the players. Really bad week for him there. I think he was, what, the defending champ of that event as well. Um, players a weird course, though, down there. Lots of water in play on every hole. Um, he was a T10 at Arnold Palmer, and then a T6 at the World Golf Championship. Um didn't play Honda, didn't play the Texas Open. Match play, I think he got bounced, but whatever. Um, 
I know we always say this, but what, what will there be a discount on Rory? Will we see like ten percent Rory? Look, he still hasn't won a Masters. That's the only oh, that's the only major he's looking. For. He's looking to get a Grand Slam essentially. So, I uh, can we get ten percent Rory? Is that a thing, or is he going to be more so like fourteen, fifteen percent? Because ten percent Rory, that's uh, pretty. It's pretty likable if that's the case. Especially yeah, in these big contests with hundreds, ten thousand people, like these big GPP contests. I mean, if you could stray away from the twenty percent owned guys and go to ten for Rory, who has the wind's coming. Yeah, I, I think you know we probably will see a little bit of a discount uh, with Rory. At least I think I, I've said this in the past, and I've played Rory, and it hasn't happened. Yeah, um, it just may not. I. I'm seeing here on Fantasy National, if we're going by ownership in this 10K range, Dustin Johnson coming in at 11.6% ownership. Uh, John Rahm, <laughs> Rahm 18.3. Bryson DeChambeau, 14.7. Justin Thomas, 19.2. Rory, 12.4. Xander, 11.4. Again, this is just Monday night. And this is not, you know, just because it says this on Fantasy National, it's just a small sample size. It's not the end-all, be-all. But that being said, it looks like you're getting a discount on Dustin Johnson, too, at 11.5. That's something that if Dustin Johnson's at 11.5 and a discount, that's something that, in my opinion, you have to take advantage of. Um, in addition, I think that this 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 uh, this field lends itself very well with stars and scrubs, but this is something that I, I want to get to once we get down to the 6K range and talk about that. But I could see myself playing two, maybe a uh, Dustin Johnson and a Bryson DeChambeau in the same lineup, um, a Rom and Bryson, a JT and Bryson. I think a lot of these different builds with two 10K guys could work this week. Yeah, I agree with that. You can go – there's already a limited field of, what, 87. Then you could scratch, like, the, the last 10 guys because they absolutely have zero shot, like the Sandy Lyles and the Larry Mises and all those people. So you're really working with, what, a field of, what, 77 golfers, let's say. And the, obviously it's such a heavy star-studded field. So you're going to get some discounts, definitely lower in the 7K range and even 6K range that you could definitely use the stars and scrubs lineup for sure. I do agree with that. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I agree. I agree for sure. I, I think that's something that I'm going to be playing a lot of stars and scrubs, but let's get right to it here. The nine K range now headed by Patrick Cantley, the highest nine K guy at 9,800 well-deserved for Cantley. And then Colin Morikawa coming in at 9,600 Jordan speed coming in 9,400 Patrick Reed coming in 9,300 Brooks Kepka coming off injury at 9,200 Tony Finau 9,100 and Webb Simpson 9,000. What are your thoughts on this range? I think that there's a lot, there's a lot of guys to be had in this range as well. And I think that if you're going to pair a 10 K guy with a nine K guy and just kind of work your way down, maybe take one eight K guy, one nine K one 10 K and kind of just work like that. I think that could work as well. Um, I like this nine K range a lot. Yeah, I do. Um, definitely will be using some of these guys. Um, Cantley at the top, very well deserved. Um, just so consistent, really, really is consistent. Um, and he's looking for that big iconic win as well. Um, at 9,800. But first things first, Morikawa. So he played in November, missed the cut. Um, so this is, I think, his first true April Masters, if well, I'm he, not mistaken. He finished, he finished tied, tied 44th. So Oh, he made the cut. Okay. Really ba- he barely made it, but came in 44th. Okay. Um, now, Morikawa is interesting because I wonder what his ownership will be because I think it's something at sub-10 right now. People just seem off of him right now just because of maybe the November performance. He's new to the Masters, relatively speaking, and then just he's just 
bunched in between Spieth, Reed, Cantley, Xander, you know, all these guys, Rory. Um, so if you go to the upper tens or you go to the lower nines, um, and then you go middle nine, you say, oh, Morikawa. The guy still is the fourth best golfer in the world per the official world golf rankings. So we have to maybe put a little bit emphasis on that. You know, if he brings his A game, if he brings very good stuff this week, regardless if he's ever played it before or his recent form or anything, he's still Colin Morikawa. He's still probably the best iron player in the world right now. Putting's obviously suspect. Um, doesn't hit the ball that far as well. But, it, you know, in these big contests, you know, it could be worth taking this gamble on guys that are going to be sub 10. And especially when you're the fourth best golfer in the world. As for Spieth, um, the guy's probably going to be, what, 25%? I don't even know. Um, Well-deserved, too. Good for him. He obviously kills Augusta. Um, He won this past week, which I go great for him. It was great to get Spieth back in the winner's circle. I waited as nothing as for his performance this week. They're not related at all. Um, Probably won't be playing him if he's that highly owned just because I could pivot to a Morikawa or even a Patrick Reed. He's also one here. Um, So my my first take is I'll... I'll happily fade speed just with the ownership projection. Um, and hopefully he has one of those rounds where the off the, where he can't save himself by losing so many strokes off the tee, even though he's playing, he's, he's back. He's officially back. That That's, that's a fact, but 20% ownership, whatever he's going to be, I'll happily pivot to read or anywhere else. in those in that 9,000 range, I don't know if you agree with me, but that's, that's just my two senses. So speed is an interesting case. Normally I'm down to fade high ownership. I think speed, no matter what the ownership is, is the must play this week. Um, I just think that if I take Spieth in certain lineups, which I'm sure I will, I think I'm just going to have to figure out how to you know move around that, how to fade ownership in other areas. Because short and Spieth, if I had to pick one guy on this board that's guaranteed top 10, it would maybe be Spieth. Like I, he's playing that well. Let's not forget that this guy was a guy who loves Augusta National. Like he is a yeah. former winner here. Um, didn't play well the last you know two times here, tied forty sixth and tied twenty first. But let's just remember, this is not the same Jordan Spieth that we're seeing right now. Those last two years, but then at, but you know before that, 2018, third place, 2017, 11th place, 2016, tied second. This guy loves Augusta National. I think that regardless of what the ownership is this week, I think I will come in, you know, playing some Jordan Spieth. Now, some other guys I do like in this range as well. Patrick Cantley at 9,800. Like you said, very consistent across the board. Um, I could see myself getting to Cantley this week. Also, I think Brooks could be an interesting play. Obviously, he's coming off injury, but you could possibly get a ownership discount on Brooks because he's, you know, first coming back from injury here. I think that could be worth it. Ranking sixth in my model. There's a lot to like here. Um, obviously hits the ball a mile off the tee 12th in driving distance in his last 24 rounds, fifth in birdie or better, uh, gained, um, fourth in strokes gained par fives. And then other, you know, pretty much ranks top 25 in a, several of the other categories that I, you know, discussed across the board third as well. Um, where I should say uh, 14th proximity, 150 to 175, 15th greens and regulations game. Brooks has it all. Um, Brooks, obviously, this is a major also, and you know Brooks shows up for those. So I think if you could get it, possibly an ownership discount on Brooks, I do like that. Coming in at 11.4% right now on Fantasy National, I think will come in a little bit less even on actual DraftKings. Finau, another guy not playing is great, not playing great golf, missed the cut at Valero, missed the cut at the players, but... Finau fits this course really well. He hits it very far off the tee. And you kind of feel like that win is going to come for Finau as well. He finished top five here in 2019, top 10 here in 2018. So I do like Finau. 
And then, you know, those are, those are my four guys I'm probably zeroing on, in on, but if I could get a discount on Colin Morikawa, that could be a decent pivot as well. Um, Morikawa does rank 11th in my model first in stroke gained approach always. So look, if Morikawa could be pretty solid off the tee this week, um, and if he could magically get a hot putter, which we never, ever see, you never know what can happen for Morikawa. Yeah. Um, when Morikawa putts, you just, just shoo him in, pencil him in for the win because every shot is within 15 feet of the pin. Um, literally every, every, every shot for him, um, if you're rooting against him, it's not fun to watch. We'll just say that. Um, Brooks, yes, the knee, what it was supposed to be, what, a six to eight month injury, and he's back in what, a month, um, five weeks. Obviously, he wants his green jacket. Um, but yeah, Brooks is the type of guy that goes out there for the big events um, just when you don't expect it, and he wins. Um, came out of nowhere at the waste management, obviously, yielding that whole what was it, 17 or something, to win it there. Um, Finau is not in his, in his typical Tony Finau form, but usually Finau is, what, 17 18% owned every tournament? So maybe you could get a, a 10 to 12% Finau, um, and you're probably likely going to. Um, a guy we didn't mention down here is Webb, which is interesting. Uh, top 10 golfer in the world. Uh, you don't really view Webb Simpson as, you know, thriving at Augusta. Um, doesn't kill the ball off the tee. Probably lose plays around even maybe even loses some strokes off the tee but you know his wedges his wedge play and his putting just is excellent um so maybe that's web play even off the tee whatever maybe he does gain off the tee trust his wedges and putting i think he finished t10 here in november and then he finished t5 in 2019 um so Webb could be another good play. You know, there's some of these guys that are people are probably just not thinking of. And with the Masters and then with DFS, is you get these is such large percentage of people that are you know they're going to play Rory, you know they're going to play um, DJ, they're going to play Spieth, they're going to play probably out too. And then Webb kind of Webb and Reed maybe get lost in the dust a little bit. And then you know me, you, and the others that maybe well, we know a little bit more about Webb or get excited. He's not the most exciting player. Um, We'll hap- I'll happily play him, even though usually Webb Simpson's course is not, you know, Augusta. It's more so wherever the wind, you know, the Wyndham Championship, uh, stuff like that. Um, Sedgefield Country Clubs, you know, those courses like that, not Augusta National. But sure, I really don't have any doubts about Webb, Finau, Reed obviously could win equities right there and just people don't like him. So they're probably not going to play him or at least the regular, the, the mainstream crowd, but that pretty sums up the 9,000 range. If you have any last points on that, whatever I said. Yeah. I look, I'm probably not going to get to web just cause I, I personally, I don't think of it as a prototypical web course right now. It looks like you're not getting an ownership discount on them. I know it's early, but coming in at 13.9, the price is a little bit appealing on a web. Cause you know, the win equities there at 9,000, like, you know, it's there. Uh, it's just, I don't think I could get to him at this Masters at, at Augusta. Um, has played pretty solid, top 10, top five in his last two starts here. Um, but I probably will not get to Webb. I'd rather go Finau and Kepka at probably a, possibly a lower owner percentage from ownership percentage for both of them um, at 9,200 on Brooks, 9,100 on Finau. But let's move down to this 8K range now. 
Tyrell Hatton leading it off at 8,900. Lee Westwood, 8,800. Victor Hovland, 8,700. Sunjay M, 8,600. Daniel Berger, 8,500. Scotty Scheffler, 8,400. Hideki Matsuyama, 8,300. Cam Smith, 8,200. Matthew Fitzpatrick, 8,100. And Tommy Fleetwood, 8,000 flat. Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah. Um, Berger strikes me as maybe the most complete player out of this bunch. Um, I really think he's destined to do pretty good stuff, um, this week, um, from a DFS standpoint, um, I think at 8,500, it's a pretty good bargain on him, but from the top to Real Hatton, he doesn't Now he's what, I think he's what, maybe the sixth best in the world or something. He's top 10 in the world, but he's just lost it. I, I don't know. can't explain it. He has not been playing well at all. I don't know if he has recent metrics, um, he just hasn't been playing well at all. I think he's missed the cut at the players, then a couple T20s, Arnold Palmer, whatever. Um, he also has not really that good success at Augusta for the Masters, so I'm probably not going to play him. Although on Fantasy National, I'm viewing right now, he's coming in at around 5% ownership. Now, you think to yourself, what, the sixth or whatever, top 10 golfer in the world, rankings-wise. I think there's a stat that like the last however many Masters champions have been 18th or better world ranking. So he fits that bill. 5% Haddon is pretty cheap, but I'm not probably not going to play him. Maybe a little bit, just not as much, just because of how bad he's been playing and is not good at Augusta. But last, Berger strikes last, me. Well, well, before you get before you get going on to Berger here, last four tournaments for Haddon at Augusta, cut, tied 56th, tied 44th, and cut. So you're right. He has not played well here, and he's watch not playing watch him, watch him win this week. Um, <laughs> but move on. What, I, like, I, I do I do like Berger th- this week as well. So what were you going to say about Berger? Yeah, Berger's a solid guy. Um, comes in putting very well. Um, 8,500, I think, is a nice discount on him. Plays par fours extremely well. Attacks the par fives. Comes in 14th, what I'm looking at right now, on strokes game par five efficiency. Um, top 15 in birdies opportunity gained. 12th off the tee. Just solid across the board. And he's the type of guy who has the win under his belt, too. Um, boy, he's won at Pebble Beach earlier this year. Obviously won the Chuck Schwab to kick things off again. Um Burger, I think at 8,500 is a play where my eye just gravitated towards. And he's probably going to have 15% ownership, but I'm fine with doing that. I think, you know, Burger, and he's probably mad about not qualifying for last year's Masters, right? I think he wasn't even in the field. Him and Hovland didn't even make the field. So that's got to leave somewhat of a sour taste in your mouth. So I like Burger. I'm always a Burger fan. Um, also plays holes, proximity to the hole, 150 to 175 top 15 as well just a solid golfer and i think his game's going to translate pretty well this week yeah and so i mean i agree with you on burger but if we're looking at guys that i'm targeting this week it does include burger but in addition to burger we have victor hovland 8700 i mean look you know that's going to be a popular play everyone loves hovland um right now only coming at 12.4 percent ownership on fantasy national but you know my gut says that's probably going to be a little bit higher um and look, Victor Hovland, anytime you get a, a guy that good at 8,700, I think you have to take advantage of it. Comes in at fourth in my model this week. Hovland, in his last 24 rounds, third strokes gained off the tee, third birdie or better opportunities, ninth greens in regulation, first in par fours, 450 to 500. And like I said, that's arguably one of the most important categories this week. Uh, six proximity, 200 plus. You know those eagle opportunities could be there as well on the par fives for Hovland. This guy seems to kill the par fives. 
um, 21st in strokes gained par fives in his last uh, in his last uh, 24 rounds, and you know that's typically higher as well for Hovland. That's like that like that's not a good performance for him being 21st in that category over his last 24 rounds. Like that's normally higher. So look, he's fourth in my model for a reason. I do love Hovland this week. If we're looking at other guys I like that I'm going to play, uh, Sanjay M at 8,600 coming off a second place finish here in November at the Masters. Um, look, there's a lot to like with Sanjay. I, this is one of those guys I never seem to get right. Uh, doesn't particularly come in highly ranked in my model either. Uh, 34th in my model. However, there's a lot of, a lot of places to like him here. Uh, second in strokes gained off the tee in the last 24 rounds. Doesn't hit the ball a mile, but look, he's going to get, he gain, he's gaining off the tee a lot. Um, ninth in strokes gained par four, 450 to 500, 11th in strokes gained par five, 12th in three putt avoidance. This guy's putting lights out so far, like these, these last few, these last few tournaments which is really important for the masters. If he can keep that going. Um, if you could like, okay, let me, let me, let me read you how crazy this guy's been. He's been gaining like insane off the tee and insane putting. And he's basically been losing everywhere else. Like he let like at the Honda, which he came in eighth place. He gained 3.8 off the tee. He gained 5.7 putting 3.3 around the green minus 3.4 approach. Then at, at the players where he finished 17th, 4.2 off the tee, 0.2 gained approach, minus 1.5 around the green, 4.6 putting. Arnold Palmer Invitational, 5.2 off the tee, minus 3.2 approach, minus 4.3 um, around the green, but managed to gain 7.6 putting. Like this guy, he just, he can't put together a complete round, but he is going to do it one of these days. Like it is coming um, because he's gaining significantly off the tee and significantly putting. That's a good combination for the Masters. So I I think that I do like Sanjay M for sure at 8,600. Like you mentioned, I like Berger 8,500. And then also a guy I'm going to look, be looking at is Scotty Scheffler. Just a guy I tend to gravitate towards a lot. Hits the ball a mile off the tee. Um you know, going to gain off the tee. Let me just get up his stats right here. Um, yeah, fifth in driving distance in his last 24 rounds. Uh, and as a result, pretty good, you know, pretty good on par fours as well. Uh, 13th in strokes gain, uh, par fours, 450 to 500. 15th in, you know, par fours, 400 to 450. 15th in birdie opportunities gained as well. Um, actually, I, I, I screw that up. He's not fifth in driving distance. He's fifth around the green, 18th in driving distance. Around the green, also very important. And 18th in driving distance, still very good. Uh, so bottom line, this guy has what it takes, uh, checks off all the boxes. Um, if we're looking at how Scotty Scheffler did you know, in November, finished ninth, tied 19th, which is pretty solid. Uh, and then in terms of his ownership, coming in below 10% right now at 9.7% on Fantasy Nationals. So I do like Scotty Scheffler, 8,400 as well. Yeah, and a quick point about Sungjae. Um he lost strokes approach a decent amount too, minus 2.9, minus 2.3, minus 3.2. Then he gained 0.2. Okay, or probably broke even and then lost 3.4. So he's lost strokes gained approach in four of his last five events. And he's still yielding top 17, top 21, T8. Um, so uh, can he get those irons back? I mean, historically, he's a very good iron player. It goes in, goes in phases, obviously. But second in the Masters last um, in November. So I would be on the Sungjae train as well. Um, Scheffler's basically the one. He's been playing every week. Um, last week, didn't play that well at the Texas Open. Runner-up to match play. That was probably very grueling, playing 36 holes a day. Um, but I, I always love Scotty. Um, and the lower end of this range is where I think it could get interesting. Fitzpatrick's been playing very good golf and coming in at 8,100, it could be a little bit of a discount. 
Um, it seems like he's been putting together three good rounds and that one bad round. Maybe kind of like Rory like. Um, historically, a very good putter. Game strokes putting in four straight events. Um, fifth at Genesis, Riviera, 11th at the World Golf Championship, 10 at the Arnold Palmer, 9th at the Players. He's putting in amazing performances across the board, too. And off the tee, he's gaining also 4.1, 2.9, 2.7. Around the green, he's gaining every week. Tee to green, he's getting every week. I think $8,100 is pretty cheap for a guy that's putting out these results right here for him. That's just my expectations for him and my opinion on him. I'm definitely going to be playing Fitzpatrick. Out of the many guys in the 8,000 range, he's probably the safest. And he's coming in at 8,100. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. The guys finished 5th at the Genesis, 11th at WGC, 10th at Arnold Palmer, 9th at the Players. I mean, literally four top 11 start, eleven finishes in a row. Um, just gaining pretty much everywhere except for approach. Um, his last two, he lost on approach, but the two before that, uh, WGC and then Genesis, he gained approach. So, I mean, he, he's been basically gaining everywhere. And you know he's going to gain on the green, which is a huge help here at Augusta. Hasn't really played well typically here. Um, at Augusta, except for in 2016, he did finish at tied seventh, but since then 32nd in 2017, 38th in 2018, tied 21st in 2019, and then tied 46th, uh, this, you know, this past year in 2020. So look, are you going to look past course history for a guy who's red hot in Fitzpatrick? I think I probably will at 8,100, as long as the ownership doesn't sky, which it may not. Um, this is also a guy who's killing the par fours, 450 to 500 and 400 to 450. There's eight in that range, 400 to four, uh, to 500 yards. So he's seventh and sixth in those categories. So I, I do think that there's a lot to like with Fitzpatrick and obviously he's going to be great on the greens, even though the greens are tough as well. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's got to be almost, I'm not going to say a must play down there, but I mean, 8,100 for a guy that's playing that well and just a great golfer too. Um, I'm sold on him. I mean, I'd rather play him at 8,100 than Fleetwood at 8,000. I mean, why, why, who in their right mind would rather play Fleetwood? I guess for the ownership discount, but even then, I mean, they're just totally different golfers right now from a, from a, from a playing standpoint, from a skill standpoint. Um, Fitzy turning out T10s every time and, and Fleetwood, who knows? I mean, I, I'm so, I'm all in on Fitzpatrick this week. Yeah, now let's, you know, any, any other, before we move on to the 7K range, any other any other players you want to touch on in the 8K range? Oh, we hit it well. I like Berger. I'll play Sanjay and then Fitzpatrick. I uh, probably won't play really Lee that much. Had maybe a couple lineups just because of low ownership and for a guy that skilled um, and highly ranked as him. Hovland, obviously, his probably has a seems like a burger. Sour taste didn't qualify for some reason, you know, the, the rules um, in 2020. I think he what, finished T30 or T40 um, when he was the low amateur when he debuted. I remember him playing there. I was with you watching it, and then I go, oh, yeah, this this Hovland kid's going to be good. Um, and here he is. Tied 32nd in, in 2019. Yeah, I remember he was the low amateur. Um but yeah, that Matsuyama, maybe a little bit. Cammy Smith, who finished, who has great success at the Masters recently. Um, but I'm really going to focus more on the Fitzies, Berger, um, and Sanjay this week from that range. 
And now let's move on to the 7K range. We got Sergio Garcia coming into the top 7,900. Bubba Watson, the two-time winner here, 7,800. Paul Casey, 7,700. Adam Scott, 7,600. Jason Day, 7,500. Louis Ustazen, 7,500. Joaquin Neiman, 7,4. Abe Answer, 7,4. Zal Torres, 7,3. Harris English, 7,3. Justin Rose, 7,2. Billy Horschel, 7-2, Matthew Wolf, 7-1, Homa, 7-1, Molinari, 7, Flat, and Victor Perez, 7 as well. What are your thoughts on this range? There's there's a lot of talent, but also a lot of guys who are going to come in at sky-high ownership, and I think we know who those guys are going to be, the normal suspects. Yeah. Um, Sergio um, leads the range, as he should. Um, obviously, he's won here before, but killing it off the tee. Um, Sergio's been playing really, really, really good golf. Ninth, the player is Ted, that Arnold Palmer. Sorry, that's I'm looking at Fitzpatrick. Uh, ninth, the player is 32nd at the World Golf Championship. Okay, missed the cut at Riviera. Um, but he's gaining approach and all those. He's gaining off the tee, he's gaining tee to green. Obviously, Sergio brings the Sergio problems with the putting. Um, which you know, you hold your breath and you say, okay. Hopefully he hits some putts, uh, but he's deserving to lead that range, especially off the tee, just absolutely killing it. Uh, I think he's top five off the tee last 50 rounds. Um, so Sergio, great, great play there. Obviously I think you're seeing it too. Paul Casey at $7,700 um, who has an ownership tag as of Monday evening for fantasy national of, 19 to 20.5% owned, which is, you know, extremely high. And you always see that one guy that's not priced correctly. And it probably is Paul Casey um, playing good golf also. Um, will I play him in these big contests? Probably pivot, but I mean, he's more so cash games. Um, I'll probably will play Paul Casey just because it's probably not a warranted price tag. Eighth at the Amex, fifth at the AT&T, 10th at the Arnold Palmer, fifth the players. That's not warranted a 77 price tag on Paul. He's playing great golf, as you see from the numbers. Gaining basically, what, everywhere. Um, so, yes, I will be playing Paul Casey, even though he's going to get that 20% price tag on him. 26th off the tee, 12th approach, 9th in greens and regulation, as you said, last 50 rounds. Great proximity, 150 to 175. So that's where my eye looked at right there. Day, I don't know. He's kind of been like lulling a board just like maybe like a straight line he's not getting t5s t10s maybe he's making the cut and just not the playing ho-hum on the weekend but 7900 sergio 77 casey is where my eye gravitated towards then the bottom end of the range wolf and billy horschel justin rose as his back okay i mean he's back in here but that guy could withdraw any second literally um harris english is playing dreadful as well Salatoris, this must be his first Masters. That'll be exciting to watch, but probably going to play Sergio and Paul out of the seven range. And honestly, if we're going too deep on the 10K range, high high there, you probably stick in the 7,000 range or these high sixes, which probably is the same value as these lower seven guys, the high sixes. What do you think? Yeah, um, I think you can bring up a lot of good points. Um, you know, definitely a guy I'm going to look at, a former winner here. Um, Paul Casey is a must play this week. I know the high ownership is there, but this is a guy who has the same odds as someone as like Tony Fina, who's ranked up in the nine K range. So you're just going to have yeah. to keep the ownership and fade, 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 uh, pivot from ownership elsewhere. Um, with Paul Casey, Paul Casey, 
he's had five top, uh, four top 10 finishes in a row. He comes in ranking 22nd in my model, but there's a lot to like here. I mean, 22nd in my model is not overwhelmingly great. It's good. Um, first in proximity, 200 plus, seventh greens in regulation, 17th approach. Uh, this is this is a guy who I really do like a lot this weekend, Paul Casey. Obviously, everyone seems to agree with me there. Um, Paul Casey also, uh, 2017 finished sixth here, 2016 finished tied fourth, 2018 tied 15th. He's had success here at the Masters before. So yeah, I do like Paul Casey a lot. Other guys I'm looking at, uh, besides him and Sergio, Abe Anter, Joaquin Neiman, and Wills Alatoris. There's your trio that usually gets your high ownership. Uh, looks like Neiman's going to be that guy this week. Um, that's getting more ownership than the other two. Abe Anter coming in projected ownership at eight, uh, 8.9, which is not bad at all. Uh, definitely could be interesting there. Neiman coming in at 13.2% ownership. Will Zalatoris, 11.5. All these projected fantasy national golf once again. Zalatoris coming in seventh in my model. This is a guy who always ranks highly in the model just because hits the ball far off the tee and his approach game is lights out. Greens in regulation fourth uh, over his last 24 rounds. Approach fifth in his last 24 rounds. Uh, par fours destroys those as well. Um, par fives, 12th in strokes gained. Over the last 24 rounds. So Zal Torres, I do like a lot, even though it's only his you know first masters. And Neiman, also a guy who's just lights out approach, hits the ball sixth in driving distance really far. So I like I like Zal Torres. I like Neiman. Answer would be my tertiary guy out of that trio. Uh, but I still do like Answer as well. He played well at the Masters in the fall. Um Homa's a guy, another guy who's just been playing great re uh, recently, 10th in my model. Um, really great in really great at par fives. And, you know, you're giving him four par fives to work with here. Third in strokes gained par five. So I do like Homa. I expect he'll come along with ownership as well. Just a popular guy on tour playing really well lately. Maybe, maybe the miscut of the players will fade some people away. I hope it does considering it's the most random tournament ever. Um, and then Shane Lowry, very interesting case here down at seven flat. Uh, not a guy that you would think is going to, you know, be really highly owned at all. Um, has been cut two of the last four times he's played here. Um, and his ownership coming in at only 3.4%. But there's a few things that I do like about Shane Lowry here. Uh, third in strokes gained around the green, 12th in uh, greens and regulations gained, a uh, 19th uh, strokes gained off the tee. So there's a few stats that are pretty convincing for this guy. Does really well in the par fours as well. 23rd in the last 24 rounds in terms of strokes gained, par fours, 450, uh, 450 to 500, 28th par fours, 400 to 450. So Shane Lowry, if you want to fade ownership, um, this could be the way to go. Um, and a guy who's been, he's, he's been playing, I believe pretty well lately. Um, 36th at Honda. So not great, but he did finish eighth at the players. Uh, again, random tournament, but playing well at the players is not easy to do. Uh, miscut at Arnold Palmer. So he's kind of been all over the place, but you do see flashes from Shane Lowry occasionally. Um, I think it could be a pivot, pivot ownership for me there. Yeah, and a guy who I don't think either of us mentioned, and we have to obviously, is Bubba um, at seventy eight hundred, two two time Masters champion. Um, obviously, he's going to gain off the team most likely. Um, he's kind of that guy that you know maybe he will have like six to eight percent ownership, not playing well at all. Twenty second at the waist, his best finish of the last three months. Um, finished 57th at the Masters in November. Um, miscut at the Farmers. His game's kind of all over the place right now. He is barely gaining off the tee when he usually should gain at least two strokes off the tee in at least vintage bubble form. Uh, tee to green's not playing well. Putting's obviously suspect, kind of like Sergio in that instance. But, I mean, the guy who won two, two Masters um, can maneuver his way around the golf course. 
and gain off the tee. Uh, just be like a Bubba Watson type week. And it wouldn't surprise me at all. You know, it's a two-time Masters champion. Obviously, he's worth garnering some look at at $7,800. Who knows? Maybe he can get a hot putter this week uh, per Bubba standards. Um, just wanted to mention that right there. But, yeah, I agree with everything else. Um, Homa does absolutely kill par fives every week. Just really playing well with the par fives. And it's obviously imp important this week. Uh, but I also think par five scoring is a little bit volatile. Um, it kind of ranges from every week to week. Feels like DJ can't even get birdies on par fives recently. And obviously DJ just destroys par fives as well. So I think that's a stat that's a little bit volatile compared to others. But yes, he does kill par fives. Um, that's my opinion on, on, on the 7,000 range as well. I'm not going to play that much Adam Scott. Just seems like he's not playing well. Um, basically, it looks kind of like Day in a sense that he's just, you know, going along. I think he played well at the Farmers. Um, yeah, he finished T10 there. Obviously a former Masters winner, but I don't know. You're probably going to get 10% ownership on him too. I'd rather pivot elsewhere um, as opposed to, you know, sticking out with Adam Scott. Yeah, I, I, I agree 12%. with you. Yeah, I, I do agree with you there. Um, before we get to questions here, I want to move on to the 6K range and touch on that a bit where we will have, and we we got no ticker here because there's a ton of 6K range guys, a bunch of past champions that you could probably rule out uh, that are a lot older now. That being said, I think we are going to see one of our most chalky 6K guys, maybe of recent memory, and that is Corey Connors at 6,900, who's highlighting the 6K range. I mean, what is the reasoning behind this guy being at 6,900 with his recent form? 14th at Valero, 7th at the Players, 3rd at Arnold Palmer, missed the cut at Genesis, but then before that, 17th at Waste, 37th Farmers. Uh, and just th this is a guy who's been playing really well for quite some time. He gains an approach every single week, and if he could gain putting as well, um, you're going to probably see a top 20 finish from him. I like Corey Connors a lot this week, and I will probably play him despite what the ownership says. Ownership coming in at 16.3%. My advice to you, normally I say if a 6K, guy, 6K range guy is coming in that high ownership, I would say fade. Um, this week, I'm probably going to say play him and just fade elsewhere um, and pivot elsewhere, I should say, because I think that this guy is a must play at this price. Um, other guys I'm excited for in the 6K range that I think would play well. Um, there's a few of them, not a ton. Um, Dylan Fratelli. You got to look at what this guy did last Masters. Had a really, really successful tournament, finishing top five. Um, and while he finishes, 50, while he's at fifty sixth in my model, we got a comment here from uh, Frank in the chat. He says, uh, "Hope hoping for Telly could get the get the putter smoking hot. That's really that's really what you got to hope with uh, for for Telly here. Seventy ninth and three putt avoidance in the field, not exactly great. So if you get the hot putter, you never know what could happen. This is a guy who ranks second in strokes gained around the green, fifth in uh fifth in driving distance as well first in strokes gained par fours 450 to 500 and that's maybe a reason why he did played well at this at this course last time three of the most important stats he's ranking in the top five in so i think for telly you're probably not going to see that high ownership on him coming in at 4.4 percent on fantasy national right now that could be a nice pivot in the 6k range especially if you're playing connors maybe in a stars and scrubs lineup maybe you play uh, a bryson and a dj you come down and get connors at chalk but then you you know you 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 get Fratelli at four point four percent, and I think that could be a nice lineup there, a nice build. Um, other guys I really like down here, Lanto Griffin. I mean, this guy's coming in at six four. Are you serious? Matt Jones coming in at six three. These are two guys that are playing really great golf recently. Uh, Matt Jones obviously just had a win a few weeks ago. Um, 
Lanto Griffin coming 16th in my model, Matt Jones 25th. Lanto, another guy who crushes the ball off the tee, kills the par fours. Uh, great approach player as well. Uh, Matt Jones, another Matt Jones is another guy who crushes it off the tee and has just been playing great. Uh, so yeah, that's probably where I'm looking at the 6K range. Could possibly be looking at Siwoo here as well, who's had success here, but his game's been kind of all over the place lately. He's recovered the last few weeks, um, but before that, he was kind of all over the place. Um, and another guy I do want to mention here before you know before I, I let you take take the take the reins here for the 6K range, Mark Leishman there's like no reason to believe that he'd be playing well based on his uh, stats. That being said, this is a guy who just always plays well at the masters tied 13th in, tw- uh, in 2020, uh, ninth in 2018. So I, he's had success here. Leishman. Um, if I want to fade some ownership, I could go to Leishman as well. Um, 7.1% of percent projected ownership as well. So before we answer questions, Glenn, Talk about what you like in the 6K range, and then we will get right to what the questions are. Yeah, Bertelli is obviously so hot and cold, but all these guys are, so it is it is what it is. You can't be picky. Um, but yeah, Frank, if he can get a hot putter, Bertelli, you know, could go on and get another T5. Um, obviously, the 6,000 range is, you know, who knows what's going to happen? I'm looking at Cami Champ, who you know I forgot he I forgot he even plays golf anymore. That's how bad he's been. Um, but I remember he was in the optimal lineup in the Masters in November. But obviously he's been dreadful. Um, I do like Siwoo just for his consistency around the green play and his great long par four play. Um, obviously the mat is par seventy two long course. Hole one, 450 yards, you know, 445. And then hole five is a long par four. Hole seven is a long par four. Hole 10 is a long par four. Hole 11. So these holes, you know, you get get out with a par and then go along. So, you know, see who could be that guy um, that does that from this range. Corey Connors, obviously, at the top of the range, clearly mispriced. But, you know, it's hard to say mispriced with, you know, a field of this strength. But, yeah. Based off his recent form and how you know he's a good player, irons are top tier. Um, obviously, other where other other areas of his game are not as good. But if I had one play, I'd go um, Siwoo from this range, at least from the upper seven six thousand dollar range. My uh, excuse me, mid sixes maybe Kevin Odd, just because I saw a funny thing on Twitter. I don't know who sent it, but Dustin Johnson putting the green jacket on Kevin Na <laughs> after <laughs> their beef at the match play. Um, those are two guys. Matt Jones, obviously, has been playing solid too. Great putter. Um, plays par fives well. Plays longer par four as well. So sixty three hundred. Dip your toes in there. Uh, I'm not going to go anywhere sixty two and below. Just don't think there's any value there. Um, not playing Todd or you know Jimmy Walker, any of those guys. Stewie Sink. You know I'm going to avoid there. So. That's my opinion on the 6,000 range. Probably Jones, Siwoo, and maybe Kevin Na here and there. But that's what I'm going. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you could go – I mean, the only way you could go wrong with Kevin Na is if he just magically just had a back injury, which, you know, you, yeah. never, you never could count out that for him. Uh, first and around – strokes gains around the green, which is pretty valuable here. Siwoo, another guy who's great around the green. Uh, but let's get right to the questions here. We got some questions in the chat. First one from Jay Wollen five. He said, I have, if you had the second pick in a fantasy golf draft for this week in an eight man league, who would you take? I have the third pick in one of these and I want to know who may be available. 
Um, yeah, so I think what you got to do is you got to look at these top three. And that's, the, 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 to me, I look, I'm not going to have some crazy exotic pick this week. I think one of Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, or Bryson is winning this week. That's just what I think. And I think that these three should go, should go top should go in the top three of whatever fantasy golf draft you're doing. So my advice to you would be take the one guy who's available, whether it be Dustin, whether it be John Rahm or whether it be Bryson, whoever falls to you at three is who I would take. Yeah. Um, if you have the second pick, I would go Rahm. Um, maybe JT third, just because maybe his floor is a little bit better than Bryson's. Um, they have similar win equity, but, Maybe I'd go DJ one, Rom two, JT three, um, and then I'd go Brayson four. So that's what I would do. All right. Then we have another another question from Corey here. He wants to know, want to do two to four futures. I assume that means outrights here because the future is now the Masters is this week. So two to four outrights will tell anything both you guys say. Both of you are gods. Thank you, Corey. Um I'm gonna de- definitely going to have a betting show later on the channel this week, so I don't want to give too much away. Um, but if we're looking at the betting market here, I, I do love Bryson. Bryson is probably my winner pick this week, if I had to say right now. I know we, I feel like you know this is deja vu all over again. That being said, I think a lot of pressure is off Bryson this week. Um, he was the number one storyline going into the Masters this week. Uh, not not this week, but uh, last last in the last in uh in november he was the number one storyline yeah not really hearing as much about him this week obviously he's always going to be a big storyline but it's not like oh bryson called this a 67 like i think he's got a, he got that out of his system he's got uh got got a little bit of pressure off him i think bryson could do really well this week um would i bet him at nine to one not great if you could get him at 11 to one maybe it's a little bit better there but still both them not great numbers um just looking down the line here I think, uh, look, Tony Finau at 30 to one, probably a line you're not going to ever see very often again. He's usually probably down at the 20, 20, 20 to one range normally. Um, but look, he's not been playing well. So you get him at 30 to one. Uh, again, another guy who can't seem to close the tournament, but a lot of that is just bad luck. Uh, decent value, it seems, there as well. Webb at 40 to one. Um, that's something I think that is a little bit of a rarity as well. So if you're looking for value, those guys. Um, definitely seem to have it. Burger as well, 40 to one. I think that's good value. And Casey at 40 to one. I think there's a lot of guys in this 40 to one type range that provide good value. Yeah, I really haven't looked at it much. I'm focusing much more on uh, the DFS slate this week. But I'm probably Rory, 18 to 20 to one, would be my one pick. Um, I always love Rory. So let's get Rory that grand slam. Yeah, I, I think that that's definitely possible for Rory. I'm, I'm not huge on him this week, but I would never be surprised if he wins. So moving on to Bill's comment, we have, I'm stuck between Homa and Connors, who to play? Yeah, it's tough. Um, look, they're kind of around that same range. Both are playing well. You got to look at ownership in a situation like this, in my opinion. Who do you play, Corey Connors, or do you play Max Homa? Both are pretty popular guys. Uh, Homa coming at 13% projected ownership. Connor Connor's coming at 16.3. So in terms of, I think you're going to get Connors at a lower, uh, not, I think you're going to get Homa, I should say at a lower, lower number of ownership. Um, so if you're looking for that type of thing, I would probably go Homa. Um, I'd probably go Homa either way over Connors this week. I just, I would think that the Connors luck has got, or I shouldn't say luck. I should say, I think the Connors hot streak is going to slow down eventually where Homa, I feel like his game He's, I feel like his game is 
trans is going to translate well to the Masters with his dominance on par fives. I probably uh, if I had to say right now, just because of the slight discount in ownership. I don't think there's a huge difference though, personally, in terms of how they're going to play. But I'd probably go Homer right now. Yeah, they're comparable players. I I may lean Connors just because he has that experience already at the Masters, finishing tenth there in November. So that would be my deciding factor. You know, someone else. Even though I don't really don't wait course history that much, just I don't at all usually. Um, whenever I do these things, but I feel like it may matter a little more here just because of how unique it is. No green books, the unique factor of Augusta National, stuff along those lines. So I mean, they're both playing great. Um, so I can't can't go wrong with either. Probably, um, just hopefully they both make the cut with that high ownership for both them. Yep. And that'll do it. Thank you everyone for watching the Masters 2021 DFS pick show. Great having you on Glenn as always looking to do a lot more uh, content for the Masters this week, looking to do a lot more golf live streams in the future as well. So thank you to everyone who watched this video. If you just joined in late or joined in for a little bit, you'll be able to rewatch after. Remember, be sure to follow me on Twitter at sports underscore bird. You'd follow Glenn on Twitter at goody underscore 21. In addition, be sure to check out Monkey Knife Fight promo code DUDE50 for 100% deposit match up to $50 for player props in this Masters tournament. And in addition, be sure to like this video as always and subscribe to this channel. Really helps us out. Goodbye, everyone, and good luck with your Masters lineups this week. Good luck.